I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to a special episode of Film Sack, where we don't watch a movie, but instead we talk about movies at a, at a scale larger than just one film. And this week, it's me, Scott Johnson. And over there, we got Randy Jordan and two Brian's, Brian Ibbett and Brian Dunaway. <laughs> oh, hi. As if, wow. it's, as if it's somehow the same different. People than who've usual. made literally every episode yeah. of Film <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know yeah. why I got so specific there, hyper specific. But it's good. maybe it's because yeah. this is going to be less hyper specific about a film today. Uh, we're talking about hot action movie summer movies, but not the ones FilmSack does necessarily, but the ones that exist in general, the ones we love, the ones we don't like, what it means to to really kill it in the summer with a big action film or whenever. It doesn't have to be summer, I guess. Oh, it's got to be summer. Let's keep it closed. Let's keep it tight. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a there's a good question right out of the gate. Is there a time of year for action movies? Oh, like, man. Do you do you not really think of action movies at Christmas or something? <sighs> Well, there are yeah. some action movies at Christmas, but for the most part, it's usually yeah. a popcorn. Uh, what is it? A popcorn thriller? What, what do they call them? It's, uh, what, there's a word for it when they you just go just for the popcorn, popcorn and, the, and the loud you know, popcorn, yeah, flick, popcorn flick. flick. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I, they, yeah, I they're mean, too, they're not right there at that point. They are not caring about Oscars. They're like, let's no. make some money. We'll do our Oscar films later on it's the year when spectacle. people are thinking about it. Sure, but even yeah. like day, you know, Die Hard famously comes out around Christmas. Although I don't remember if the releases around Christmas. Is that have we ever talked about that? I don't know what the actual release of Die Hard was, but oh, it was set during Christmas. Maybe it came out in the summer and we just always assumed. I thought it did come out in the summer, actually, Die Hard. Yeah. It might it might have. Um but I always think of that as a thing I'm gonna watch in the wintertime. But yes, for the most it is part a summer movie. It came out in July. July, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's too hot to be talked about Christmas. Yeah, no kidding. The weather outside is hot as hell. That's how that song goes. <laughs> but I, I think of my action movies, my brain does go to the weather's nicer. We're going to go to an opening night thing. It's We're outside a lot more. And John Wick is only going to be a two-hour uh, you know, air-conditioned experience. And then I'm going to go eat food out on a, out on a patio yeah. at a restaurant somewhere. And yeah. like I don't know why. Maybe we're just all conditioned for that. But that's because that's when these movies come out. I guess, right? Yeah. It's a Are weird we more thing to think about that, right? Like, yeah. you know, you'd think, oh, everybody wants to be inside in the winter. They want to stay warm, go to movie theaters instead of out in the bad weather. Let's do our biggest releases then. But they don't. They Mm-mm. totally do it in no. the summer. Kids yeah. are out of school. They can oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're out of school forever. Yeah. Yeah. School's out <laughs> forever. Yeah. The At least most, Alice Cooper says so. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The most discordant I can think of, and this is by no means comprehensive, I'm just saying, my mind 
I feel like the Matrix coming out on March 31st hmm. of 99 was right. weird. I remember it was like almost Easter. Yeah. <laughs> I just really, like it didn't fit. There is definitely a thing about the time of year. Do you think part of that is because the Matrix was an unknown anything like nobody really know what we were going to get with that and that was like what for whatever reason the slot they got i don't know that the studio thought they had this enormous hit on their hands or not like, right like it's a it's a we don't want to put all our summer blockbuster movie chips down on this one so let's get it make it something close to the memorial day weekend something you know a couple months before the memorial day weekend and deal this, yeah, yeah. Uh, the matrix was a little bit different action movie it's when we started moving into a little bit a, a different time because Prior to that, you know, it was like Schwarzenegger, Stallone. It was all these. When I think of action films, that's what I usually think about because that's the ones that just they're all the way through. It's just like it's like heavy metal from beginning to end. It's just go, 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 blow stuff up. And The Matrix wasn't like that. As a matter of fact, my oldest son is kind of like, oh, The Matrix is so boring. Really? Kind of like, a yeah, he kind of sees it as a boring action movie. That's is that it because he'd seen the, the newer sequels more recently and he just kind of puts them all together in his I'm in his not head? sure, but I do know that I was kind of shocked when he said that. And I was like, you know what? I'm. It's kind of true. It's kind of it's a slower burn. It's kind of a, a slow heavy metal song instead of a fast heavy uh, metal song. Do you think so? Uh, some of that could be attributed to we are get, we get desensitized to whatever level of action a film or a genre gives us. And then mm-hmm. we demand more and more and more. And before you know it, we're same actor but we're doing john wick and john wick is non-stop bam 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 which is mm-hmm. not what the matrix was so it's mm-hmm. like we just have to keep upping that ante i don't know where that is. you know, like i feel like my my action peak oh, it's not gonna shock anybody was mad max fury road in 2015 <laughs> what? and i don't know how you top that in my opinion i don't i've never i still to this day don't think i've seen a movie that was more non-stop action than that um, I love the Predator, but you're right. That is really nonstop action. But to me, action film is the Predator. That's peak I, action for me. I, uh, I I like to try to imagine where it all comes from. Like, what's the start of it? Yeah. Mm. And it's really the action is the most difficult because action kind of comes about slowly, right? Like movies come out that are a little more actiony than previous movies, right? Like we what we sacked um, Towering Inferno, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> and that's like 1973. Don't check me. Don't check that. Too late. Um, I'm on it. It's something wrong. like that. You're close. Uh, like, and it feels like there's a lot of action, but it's not that action. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. early yeah. in this yeah. genre. Oh sure, sure. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Is I I think back then, if you had seen that movie for the first time in theaters, you would have gone, "Wow, wall to wall excitement." You know, mm-hmm. but we see it now and go really <laughs> yeah like right. a couple of moments maybe but it really doesn't you know bunch, keep of, the, bunch of people in a restaurant rushing to the windows you know like mm. yeah yeah that's it, suspenseful action right it's it, it's a build-up you know it's coming and it's just building up slowly yeah it's a it's, it's, it's we always say slow burn but yeah that's exactly right yeah. and yeah. so so action, what like yeah. if you go back in the past action was a feature of dramas it was this thing that like the godfather yeah. had a couple of action scenes Oh, right. Yeah. Good point. Right. Yeah. It was a, and, yeah, and, yeah. It's a small, like it's an, ad, what's a, it's like set pieces and even big action movies. Now there's like two or three moments that are, you know, guardians Two had that incredible intro and almost, almost kind of superseded all other stuff in the rest of the film. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of John Wayne movies that are, you might now call them action movies, but I promise you, if you watch them, 
there's like one gunfight in the whole movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're lucky. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's totally I true. I think anytime people, I think anytime a guy is literally ripping down trees to fight an alien, that's an action movie. That you, oh, you Predator. Yeah. 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 Predator. Yeah. By the eighties, yeah. we definitely have a genre. It is like set. I think even the seventies, right. Star Wars is an action movie. Mm-hmm. Is it mm-hmm. even yeah. action? I think even action f- 80s action movie is like literally a subgenre of its own to just the, the decade and the right. action movie attached. Like that's a thing you hear people say, Oh, I love 80s and action movies. It's like, a because specific- yeah, specifically because there's so many things that do that make an homage to that too. Right. We've had more mm-hmm. recent films. I want to say like the other guys is a good example of this or the, the rundown, uh, or not the rundown, the lowdown um, that <laughs> specifically try to emulate that feel of, Riggs and Murtaugh and and you know yeah. other other action Hob, movies. Hobbs and Shaw is what I think of. Oh yeah, oh, Hobbs sure. Yeah, that's a great point. example. Yeah. There sure, we go. Sure, yeah. brand new great example. There and and you could even argue the Fast and the Furious series is in a weird way is like the one they carry the whole thing through. Like oh they, yeah, they are. There's a reason why there's yeah. one after the next. It's just like we got this space and we're gonna we're gonna right. use it. Yeah. By the way, just for the clarification on the dates is interesting how the matrix movies came out so you mentioned the matrix 31st of march uh, 1999 matrix reloaded may 15th of 2003 so you know closer to moving a little closer yeah yeah. and then animatrix june which was a whole thing and then the matrix revolutions 5th of november 2003 yeah oh wow breaking all the the expectations yeah and then this new one the newer one came out in december of 2021 so it's like a weird weird order i feel like in the last 15 years there isn't as much of a summer thing like all the star wars movies have come out around christmas Christmas. right Right. in the last few years harry potter that kind of stuff all that stuff comes out around christmas yeah that's a good point i bet there's always like some marvel movies do this like there must be a decision made where they're like oh yeah you know we could do this in june but how do you feel about a christmas release or whatever that's a tougher thing because there's there's elements that need to happen in movie a before you can see movie b so let's say that they feel like oh this movie's a great summer blockbuster but we haven't introduced this big bad villain uh until the previous film and that one is also going to be a summer release so and i know that they're they're really trying harder to space out all the the new mcu releases um a little bit further so people don't continue having superhero fatigue but how do you decide like which of your which of your blockbusters even outside the mcu that require people to see the previous one if there are multiple within a year that gets released first right 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 that's a great point good question so james bond movies are action movies i think yeah i'm pretty sure we can say for sure yeah um and James Bond, you know, is like the the name of the movie, right? Like you start, so maybe start with James Bond and end with Hobbs and Shaw. We're we're pointing at a person or people, right, as the genesis of the idea, right? Like, uh, I'm just trying to like with the MCU movies, especially, you're all over the place. Yeah. You know, there's like, there, yeah. yes, there are movies called Iron Man too, <laughs> yeah. but they're all over the place. They're trying to get you to come along for a dozen different stories. And like, I feel like that's way harder than just saying James Bond 17, you know? Yeah. Or just mm-hmm. even yeah. like, here's the new Batman. It's, it's kind of a, it's like a spot in time. There might be two sequels and those will take three, four years between but the way Marvel did it was say, 
we're going to go, all right, in um, January, here's this one. And that's going to lead directly into May's release of this other movie. And then that's going to go straight into this Avengers group movie later in the year. And then the very next year, the ramifications of that will show up in the next Marvel movie. And it's like in some ways, it, that's a whole new way of telling stories on a macro level. Yeah. And I know people are getting a little, like Brian said, fatigue with superhero movies, but you have to admire the chutzpah that is that. <laughs> the chutzpah. Because that is a ma- that's like a huge undertaking. And it's obviously yeah. a money-making undertaking, or they wouldn't do it. But but I can't think of a time before this where it wasn't just your stand. You know, blockbusters were like first movie, second movie, third movie, usually in threes. Mm-hmm. And whatever, you know, you, had, you did that with Star Wars initially, you did it again with prequels, you do it with the... Matrix movies or anything else. It's just like, bam, 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 and you're done. And then you sit on it for 30 years and then remake it or whatever. But Marvel's like, nope, we're going to go. You you can follow the thread from Iron Man 1 or even the Hulk. That same year, I guess. But whenever MCU, it became the thing. And you can follow that thread all the way through. They all had the stingers. They all had connective tissue. They all have these stories that come together. And I don't think that's... I think that's historically significant. Whether or not people are tired of it is a different question, but... No one else has ever done that that I know of. No. Not even James Bond. James Bond's like, we got a new guy. Here he is. Let's do three of these, four of these. Okay, bye. Okay, new guy. Let's do it again. Mm-hmm. And and very little consideration to the storyline that came before it, too. Right. You know, it's, it's uh, um, let's you reintroduce can, this character that yeah. we introduced. You it know, even became like ago. a trope. Like, it would be like, oh, yeah. he, didn't he have a girlfriend at the end of that last one? What yeah, happened to her right. exactly? Right. And, you and can then, you, you can know. totally watch Quantum of Solace without having seen uh, Casino Royale, and vice versa. Right? <laughs> like, Man, I feel like watch them I feel like those order. need to be watched as one movie. It's funny you say that because I feel like those are the only two where you you can't do that. Yeah. Is that you can, I think there you can, but I agree with Ibit that it's better if you don't. I think I think I they de- at least tried with Daniel Craig's run to mm-hmm. have connective tissue. And have arcing, sto- you know, other than yeah, just the whole visiting Ava a Green storyline, yeah, uh, Vesper right. Lynn, yeah, right. So I, like that. I, I bring it up because I, I have this question that I've always had, and I've never heard a good answer to it about the prestige of action films. Um, there, it just it it's missing. Action films have never broken through this like glass ceiling on top of them, where you go, you know, you go get the prestige Oscars. You mm-hmm. are considered, you know, among the greats. And not not just the best rated films of all time. If you look at the IMDb top 100, a lot of action movies at the top. That's because yeah. audiences like them. But mm-hmm. my, my question is, why don't Oscar voters like them? Or why don't they uh, present them as prestigious? I, mean, I, I, just, I don't know. They do, do and they any, don't, anybody right? Anybody have an opinion? I mean, they do and they don't. Like, if they... I mean, I remember. So I remember saying on TMS or maybe Film Sack or something back in 2015 after I saw Fury Road. I remember saying, "Well, this is definitely going to be nominated for Best Picture," and a lot of people didn't believe me. They were like, "Whatever, dude, that's crazy. That's not going to happen. Hollywood hates movies like this." Blah blah blah. But in my mind, I was remembering things like Return of the King, which, well, all three Lord of the Rings movies got nominated. The third one won Best Picture that year, and when things like that happen, it gives me hope. Like, yeah, they, if it's good enough, like really, truly good enough, it'll, these things get their day in the sun and you know, they don't always win. Like Fury road probably should have won. It won the most awards overall in the night, but it didn't win the big prestige ones. Um, and that's, and I didn't expect it to, but, but the point is like, I think if they're big enough and good enough, then they can't, they can't ignore it. 
you know, like the, the Hollywood has maybe, to at least. Maybe the answer not. here is that uh, they don't set out to have award-winning acting exactly, right? Or mm-hmm. you know, award-winning, uh, you know, cinematography exactly. Mm-hmm. So they're they're less likely to ever get there. Yeah, mm-hmm. possibly. I'm trying to think of like, didn't Star Wars the first Star Wars get nominated? No, I thought it did. No, not not for best picture. No, no. Oh, I swore it did. Why do I have that in my head? What am I thinking of? None of the other Star Wars um, did. Wars. I don't think any Star Wars has ever. It's never. None of them have ever gotten nominated for best picture. No. Oh, I thought that first one did. Well, anyway. Um, um, oh, you know what? Hold on a second. I'm sorry. I. You are absolutely correct. The first one did. Gary Kurtz. Uh, uh, best picture nominated. Wait, is this the Academy Awards? It is the Academy Awards. Yeah. I, All right. My, so I didn't just apologies. Did. I did not think that any of them ever got nominated. But uh, oh yeah, they have. Oh wow, they got nominated for best director, best, best supporting director, actor, yeah, supporting actor, Alec Guinness, yeah, best original screenplay, yeah. best art direction, and won and that one. Is, I, I mean, obviously, it's way before I ever started really paying attention to the Oscars, but I could have sworn that you know it's kind of a trivial thing that no, yeah. no Star Wars movie has ever gotten a best picture. Uh, Looking nomination. at it too, uh, A New Hope got six uh, yeah. awards, if seven, if you count a special achievement nom- uh, Oscar. The, uh, Ben Burt. Oh just, yeah, the voice wow. Ben Burt deserves that too. That guy. Man. And and then and then uh nominations uh but but only one win ever for any of the other uh five or yeah, uh, eight movies. And it was uh, uh Return of the Jedi getting a special achievement award for visual effects. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, counterpoint. Uh, counterpoint. I'm looking at Empire Strikes Back and it won two Oscars. Yeah, sound design yeah. special achievement award for uh and, oh yeah effects. you're right i scrolled past those <laughs> and uh uh nominated for best music um best original score in in 81 uh did not win get anybody want to guess who won the uh 84 score at 81 uh, it's kind of oh wow who beats that uh oh indiana jones get it indiana jones yeah no that no was, i don't know I'm scrolling really, really fast. (laughs) (laughs) We thought you were ready to go. Tell us what. what? Uh, Empire Strikes Back. Nope. That's the wrong year entirely. Here we go. Uh, Lost to fame. (laughs) Fame? Oh, wow. Really? Oh, yeah. Sure. Well, you know, I mean, it's a movie about music. You would expect it to have a little more. But hey, look, Terminator 2. I would expect your best song, fame, not best score. You know, that's a a whole different thing. Never even think of that. Sorry, Uh, Dunaway. By the way, perfect segue here. Action movies are rife with great scores, great mm-hmm. sound. There, you know, all kinds of advancements in like sound editing and sound design go along hand in hand with action movies. And I don't really think we would have the great uh, it, like drama, sound, music, etc., if we didn't have uh, action movies pushing yeah. the you know pushing the state of the art. Right. Yeah. Action movies are typically or can typically be a lot more uh, money. Dramas are usually your lower uh, expenses. Uh, Terminator 2 won four awards from the 64th annual uh, Academy Awards. So best sound once again, uh, editing, uh, visual effects, cinematography. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, you got to win the uh, um, you had to win effects. Visual effects. Yeah. 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 It feels like every time, actually, doesn't every time he make a movie, he gets that, he just gets that award. That's a James <laughs> Cameron yeah. deal. Just by default. I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> Even though some of it, it's like they were really cutting edge at the time. You go back and look at um, Titanic, 
And I love those shots, the sweeping shots of the boat where all these people are walking around the boat. If you zoom in, they all look like the corniest, dumbest looking CG characters of all time. Yeah, right. But at the time, it was like, dude, the year's 1996. How the hell are we doing this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, he deserves a, a ton of credit for that. But uh, we've, anyway, we've touched on we've touched on almost all of the highest grossing action movies of all time. Like we've named Fast and the Furious, Star Wars, uh, Indiana Jones, Fury Terminator Road. 2. Uh, <laughs> There's one that we haven't touched on exactly, but it just hasn't come up organically, and that's Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy. Mm, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, um, just unbelievable grosses uh, out of those movies, and uh, kind of surprising to me. It still always blows my mind that The Dark Knight is as good as it is. Like that, it's mm-hmm. so. Like I, I remember that summer, uh, you know, where we saw it at Nertacular. I then watched it another like six times oh, at yeah. IMAX, an IMAX theater. Kept going back to an IMAX theater to watch that movie. I remember you and you were nonstop talking about it too. Mm-hmm. That's all you I heard. Shut up. That. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to make it's, the instance. It's the equivalent, like, you know, this doesn't happen anymore because you never flick on the TV and see what's currently on the channel that was left on, but right. uh, you're scrolling through the list to see what's currently playing. But this, that would be a film that, if I was scrolling through the what's currently on HBO and Dark Knight was on, no matter where in the film it was, I would probably tune in and watch watch mm-hmm. it. Yeah, why not? So. Even midway through, I'd be I'd be like, oh yeah, let's yeah. get in here, yeah, see what's going on. That movie is just amazing, and it has one of my favorite heist scenes. Unfortunately, I wouldn't call the whole yeah. movie a heist movie, but that whole first scene, mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. Heist and escape movies are are some of the the oldest. Uh, movies that I associate with action. Mm, that's, like that's usually those are yeah. those are two kinds of things. I Do you have a favorite uh, heist film? <sighs> Guilty pleasure, maybe. Sure, Italian Job. The oh, I like that not too. The, not oh, the good one. Good. The new one. <laughs> the new one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that movie's fine. I, I enjoy it. That's good. This is yeah. a right. really broad question. Like it is. It's hard. It's like, like like I uh, I I wrote it out for you guys a few days ago. I'm like you know so like maybe give me three and then well, we're I, doing heist films first, right? Okay, we're just we're just narrowing it to heist films. That well, we that was, that's what the, I thought that was the question that was just posed. Oh, okay, just now, right. yeah. What? Yeah. Give, let's talk favorite heist films because they are a subgenre of action, or they're they're a. I don't know. There's always action in a heist film. Yeah, they yeah, are. Can't and have a normal it. and another big summer uh, blockbuster, former trilogy, now quadrilogy, uh, trilogy. But um, uh, the Ocean's films. Oh, um, yeah, those are great. Well, two yeah. sucked, but the third <laughs> three one was great. Two, three, two of them are great. <laughs> yeah. And it's not, everyone always says, I got heat for this because you and I talked about it on TMS and said, there, you know, one of the reasons was the weird fourth wall, uh, oh, what's her name that stuff. That is the reason for me that I don't like Ocean's 12. I like, I like most of everything else about it, but that is such an egregious. It's a terrible um, thing that they did. Yeah. But is. I also just think it's weak compared to the rest anyway, like overall. Mm-hmm. And maybe that colors it so much for me that it actually made it weaker. I don't know. Should it's be. Hard yeah. to say, but for me. Uh, it is Spike Lee's film whose oh, name is escaping Inside me. Man. Inside Man. I yeah. love Inside Man. I think Inside Man is criminally underappreciated and also hardly anyone remembers Spike Lee directed it because uh, it's not his usual thing. But holy freaking crap, that movie is the yeah. coolest heist movie. I want I'd watch that right this second if I wasn't <laughs> doing this with you guys. I'm in fact, I might. You know what? Screw you, Parasite. <laughs> right. Yet again, I'm going to watch gonna this. Right now. Click. I'm going to watch it right now. It's uh, 2006, <laughs> I think. Yep, there it is. And uh, 
If you haven't seen it, Denzel Washington, Clive Owen, Jodie Foster, amazing cast, incredible, tense, amazing heist yeah, film. Yeah. Could it's not really recommend good. it more. Good old so Spike good. Lee. Yeah. yeah, Spike Lee doing his thing. Well, yeah, I got doing the right I thing. Gotta, <laughs> I got to set aside heat just to even. Oh yeah. Talk about oh wow. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. You know what? Um, Sorry, I said the wrong movie. It's actually Heat. But go, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about Heat for a hot second. And setting it's, setting it's aside heat, heat for that one. <laughs> uh, as you, as I've told you before, I just really love this uh, this little movie called uh, the, the The Saint. I just can't help myself. Yeah, we do. Yeah, you do talk about it a lot. That's a good. I wish I liked the saint. A saint bores me to tears. And so that's here's a question for you, Randy. The reason the saint bores me is I feel like it is devoid of action. What is it that it? Why does it resonate resonate with you as a as a good high action movie? The the Mm -hmm. the editing, the music, the cinematography. It never stops being exciting. Mm -hmm. It never Mm -hmm. calms down, and I love that. And, And like my favorite things in Heat are those <laughs> those fast paced moving uh moments and yeah. uh, I just love the I love the same and I can't help myself I feel like Val Kilmer is in his element so much mm-hmm, you right. know like the uh, music really makes that movie fun it just except, is, except when there's right. two songs playing at the same time we all agree. Yeah, even that it's, it's still exciting idea. though it's like I'll listen to two songs at once oh my god I'm so excited yeah 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 by the way inside man streaming on Netflix I'm gonna watch this later <laughs> <laughs> and you should. Did you, you should. know they did a Remember? sequel called uh, Inside Man Most Wanted with Jamie Foxx? I never heard of this. No. 2019. Uh, let's see who's in it. Uh, oh, it started playing. I didn't mean it to play. <laughs> no, I'm going to watch it right now. No, I'm watch it right now. <laughs> Where's the get more info button? It just plays. Can I just? Whatever. Oh, my gosh. I forgot Inside Man had Christopher Plummer in it. I'm watching this tonight. I'm watching it. Yep. I'm going to go watch Ronan. Oh, and oh, uh, how do we? Too. Okay, we're talking about action. By the way, we haven't even mentioned this on any of the shows. So this is a pretty great place to bring it up. Arnold Schwarzenegger, the now official. I don't know what. I don't know if this job pays or what the deal is, but he's Netflix's action guru now. It's like an official Wait, position. Really? And along with that announcement, he released a new film over there called Fubar. Fubar, I oh, love it. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and I hear it's great, uh, but I also feel like we ought to do that watch that. oh that's a great yeah. idea yeah. before any of us watch it have it is none of us have watched it right no, no have not not yet mm-hmm. and i feel like we need to hurry because this is well not really because it'll be on netflix forever but but this is old ass arnold the best arnold yeah. right old yeah. fart arnold is my favorite and i love it and it looks great and we need to watch this so i'm just saying list sooner than later foobar and that, and that also, I think what this means when they say that he's the new action guru for Netflix, I think what it means is he's about to release a ton of shit on Netflix. Is what I think it means. Right, right. So we're going to yeah, get original movies, and all he's that. definitely signed up with Netflix. They are pushing him hard. Right. Uh, Fubar is a series, so maybe we could watch along the first episode. Yeah, hmm. I'd be down. Oh, that's good. Sure, I'd be down. Let's do it. Oh, it's a. I didn't know that. You're right. Look at that series. Either. It's a dramedy. It's exciting. It's irreverent. It says <laughs> here. Oh, oh yeah, it's a it. whole Perfect. series. Right. Okay. Yeah, and um it's number one in TV shows right now. <laughs> so uh so we talked we, we just talked about heist action, we touched on space action. Uh another per- pretty popular subgenre is history action. Yeah. Anybody got any favorite no. history action? Oh come no. on, come on. Hate it. Come on. Gladiator, no. that's all nothing, that, that is nothing. Oh else. my gosh, what you just named a towering giant of action movies. And that's it. <laughs> it is done. Master no and commander. 
is one. Mm-hmm. It, it's right. not. It's right. not historical. All right. <laughs> I, I, meaning it's not. You know, it's fiction still. It's not right. Not based on true events, but historical action doesn't have to be true. Correct. And man, I'm sorry, but that movie freaking rules. It's so good. It's as action it, or just as a movie. But tons of action, but also as a movie. It's got tons of action. It's great. Some of this stuff, and they're really like hyper realistic about how ship to ship combat worked, and you know the whenever this is set 1600s or whatever, um, what it was like to to sail then and visit places you'd never seen like Australia and all it is is indigenous people there and like uh, it's got uh, what's his name um, uh, the vision in, is in it can't think of his name oh, also, uh, uh, and, uh, not, um, um, can't think of his Jude name Law. Uh, yes I know what you're talking about <laughs> it may as well be Jude Law those two kind of <laughs> interchange but anyway uh, it's it's also one of I think uh, what's his name's best movies I can't think of his name today uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can think of the guy's name. Peter Weir directed it. Um, uh, Russell Crowe is what I was trying to say. Russell, Russell Crowe is amazing. Sure. And just this whole, and I hear the books are really incredible as well, but it's one of these movies where you, I couldn't believe there was no sequel. And maybe it was just too big, too Nothing extravagant. Nothing action like reading a book. Oh, I'm mm. telling you, Dunaway. <laughs> Have you seen that movie, Master and Commander? Have you seen it? It's so, it's so good. No. And, oh, and, you yeah. need to and historical it. action is not easy to like yeah. pull off, no. right? Like, over the last 30 years, Gladiator has grown in prominence, but like 300, not grown mm. at all. People don't like 300 anymore mm. uh, because, very stylized. because, you know, it's it's cheesy. It's very cheesy. Well, it's just a video and, game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. But like uh, a better example is probably The Last Samurai. Um, really well-known action movie when it came out. And now right. nobody. Nobody thinks about that, it. Is that Tom Cruise blowback? Um, maybe I think part of people were mad that he was, it was a white savior kind of movie. People were yeah, mad about that. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I remember thinking Ken Montanabe was really good. So there's that. Hmm. He's never bad. So. There's, there's what that. What is he not? Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I, I guess what I'm saying is the appetite for action now in the, in the, in a world where to drive you to the theater, it needs in to be world. crazy. Right. I felt it. <laughs> somebody had to do it yeah someone had to, someone had to say it um but but to drive people to theaters which is what they really are trying to do with these now they don't have time for a lot of exposition they don't have time for a lot of other storytelling they just want to thrill you with the visuals yeah. and this and the craziness and perfect uh, length of a uh, of action film time wise uh two hours two hours and a half i like just before, before we leave historical action, yeah. I just want to ask: Does anybody? Did anybody have a time frame when their favorite action movie was Braveheart? Oh, I love Braveheart. No, I like it, but yeah, I don't think it was ever. I still do. I think that no. movie's awesome. I think Braveheart's rad. Mm-hmm. Um, I I liked it, but like, okay, so the Predator. I've mentioned it a couple of times because yeah. I've seen it. A yeah, why don't you just times. hump it? Why don't you hump that Predator? Okay, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I don't mind at all. I don't mind if if, if Schwarzenegger <laughs> let me get in that little. If he would let me cover myself in mud and, uh, you know, lay uh-huh. down the, like, I would, we'd totally do that. But yeah. I love that movie too. So yeah. I, that's, that's where it's at. Yeah. That movie's great. Look, great, I mean, yeah. you can say it. Everyone's going to have a different answer to where it peaked, right? Yeah. I'm going to yeah. say Fury Road. You're going to say Predator. Someone else is going to say something, something else. That's just the way that's going to be. But I guess um, what drives me to theaters now? which is very little to be honest. I just don't, I don't enjoy the experience yeah, yeah. like I, like I did when I was younger. 
Is it, is it 2002 uh, Kia Soul? Is that what drives you? No, that is not what drives, <laughs> drives me there. That's what drives me. That's what drives oh, okay. Brian there, oh. but not me. I What drives me there is things like Spider-Verse I'm going to see because, yeah. uh, honestly, it's not just that it's Spider-Man. It's because, A, the first movie was insane, but also, B, animation is a big push for me. And to me, this is a more unique reason to go and see it in a big, and huge see, way. And see, you've got better control over who you're seeing it, who's going to be around you when you see it, because you're seeing it with a bunch of tadpoolers. Yeah. You're not going to have some, well, you'll have people around you who are cheering at the right parts and not pulling out their phones and taking <laughs> selfies and, and chit-chatting or taking their shoes off to put their stinky feet up on the My glass. favorite Ibit is the one that is annoyed by uh, theater goers. It's my oh, favorite Ibit. It's, uh, it's yeah, that, that uh, and that Ibit is going to slowly start to go away as uh, um, as I get more and more entrenched in the Alamo Draft House experience. Yeah, yeah, Although yeah. Tina did have a little kid sitting next to her for uh, Spider Verse, and there's some there's some moments in the film that are talky and and you know exposition setup and stuff like that. At one point, he he did the Tina Tina's reaction during everything everywhere all at once. He did the uh, just like when there was a lot more talking. <laughs> Oh really? <laughs> That's funny. Kid. And then he turned and like kind of sat on his side, staring at Tina while Tina was watching the movie. Like she's basically seeing this. <laughs> You're more fascinating. Yes, than this exactly. Movie right now, like it's like, oh my god, when is Spider Man 2099 going to stop talking to Miles Morales? Oh. So did he? Did, how old was this kid? Just curious. I'm just trying to. It was probably seven or eight. Okay, that's about right for staring yeah. at people for no good reason. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> Just before right before it could get a little creepy, but also yeah, yeah. you can't just explain it as oh bright flashy colors. <laughs> right? Are there are there things upcoming that everybody's jonesed about? I know a few things have landed recently, like <laughs> Sisu and some other stuff. But like you know, uh, the, besides the obvious ones like Indiana Jones and uh, uh, End of List. No, I'm just kidding. yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, uh, Oppenheimer. I am so excited. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I there's a thing. So this will be interesting because, you know. And it's a summer blockbuster. Yeah, no, and Nolan known for his, his bringing action into into heady material, right? Um, yeah. But it's a, but I wouldn't call it strictly action, his movies. I would call them like some kind of hybrid that keeps you keeps you on the edge of your seat, even though something maybe action-y isn't happening. Like, I don't know how much right. action there can be. It's mostly going to be about... The it's the moments historical, of, yeah. yeah, and the moments of where they're testing the bomb that'll be exciting and visual yeah, and crazy. Sure. But sure. for most of it, it's going to be, you know, after that and him going oh shit and everybody going oh shit and the yeah, whole, the whole yeah, world exactly. going oh shit. <laughs> so true, yeah, and, yeah. So very, very, uh, I got, very fascinating. I got, two, I got two for that question. Go. Uh, one that, of course, you've heard of that I'm really looking forward to is Dune Part Two. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah, one yeah, that yeah. you yeah. you might not have heard of yet is a movie coming in September called The Creator. Mm. Okay. And okay. Uh, don't there, I don't want to say too much about it. I don't want to know too much about it. I just know that this is a Gareth Edwards movie that uh, he also wrote, and it stars John David Washington, Gemma Chan, Ken Watanabe. Ooh, just talk uh, about him, man. I am just like, mm. I'm stoked about this movie, and I'm trying to – I've tried to keep track of it without knowing too much about it. The yeah, that sounds great. Next. Has anybody had a chance to see Sisu yet since it hit? Yes. No. Okay. Yes. Not me. And nope. I want to see it, that real uh, bad. It yeah. is everything that you, Scott Johnson, want. Oh, good. It is. It, is, <laughs> it, it looks is like it. Awesome. <laughs> it's almost a little bit uh, oppressive for yeah. you, the viewer, and it's fine. Yeah, it'd be fine for me. I don't mind. 
I'm very um, excited about that one. So hurry up and stream somewhere. I don't want it's to pay. not as uh, comedic as the trailers made it out to be. Mm. And by the way, that's another sub subgenre: comedy action, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like Lady um, Killers. Mm-hmm. Sh- sure, I was thinking Big Trouble in Little China, Tango oh, and Cash, yeah. uh, Tropic Thunder. That's uh, um, anybody have a favorite? By the way, oh, uh, I. Uh, oh man, do uh, I? Co- comedy. Uh, you, we forgot about the ones you all you mentioned. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, you've ruined them. Uh, I like Solid Bad Boys ones. 2 a lot. Maybe I don't as much as I used to, but I used to think Bad Boys 2 is pretty rad. Yeah, it's still fun. That's a great action. Uh, you film. know what? I, I got it. The said. Rock. If you're talking about the, where it's like interchange between oh, yeah. actors and there's comedy involved, uh, The Rock every day, all the time. I love that movie. Yeah. At, at that level of comedy, then I'll still say Lethal Weapon, the first one. And also, it's everyone at home that heard me say how much I like The Rock, I'm not talking about the actor. I'm talking about the movie from 1994. You can like The, the Rock. Rock. It's okay. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. I know, but I just don't want to be, it to be confusing. <laughs> And everyone's like, boy, Scott really likes Dwayne Johnson. No, no, no. I'm saying The Rock, the movie about escaping the Rock, from, or getting Colin, into Alcatraz. The movie. It's an amazing, amazing movie to this day. So good. I, I can't believe it's 16 years old now, but mine is Hot Fuzz. Man, mm. Hot Fuzz. That is a really good one. Has it all. Hot Fuzz is amazing. Great, great call. That's a good one. I just made Kim watch it for the first time. She loved it. Um, okay. One, one final question about a, a category I just feel like some of our listeners will appreciate we'll bring up here. Women fronted action films. My favorite okay. is Hannah with Kate Blanchett, Eric oh, Bana, and Sosia Ronan, or however you say her name. That movie is so good. And the TV show is also excellent, but the movie is absolutely worth seeing and uh, holds up, I think, a lot. You guys have a, a favorite, like, um, kick ass chick movie? Kick ass chick movie. Check it out. Well, you could just say any, any of the aliens. She's such a kick ass woman. Yeah, right. Woman. Exactly. But, oh, there you go. Good call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sigourney Weaver, I, baby. I oddly have a, a you know, I, I I liked the Charlie's Angels films. I know they weren't good. I <laughs> no, know they weren't no. good. Could you? Yeah. I know. <laughs> you know they're bad, you, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, I that's mean, fine. Uh, kind of on the same token, and I'm, I'm struggling to remember what it's called, but it was a Bridget Fonda film that was the La Femme Nikita, but it was the... It was the Americanized La Femme Nikita. And, um, oh, uh, was it? Oh, but you could also say that? The, the professional, too. It was, oh, the uh, no, I guess so that's good. Jean Renault fronted Natalie Portman. Yeah, but Portman supported. ate that scene. That She ate every she scene up did. she was in. She was so good. Yeah. Fair, is it is it call. okay for me to say Terminator 2? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, she's yeah. such a Absolutely. badass. Oh, yeah. she's amazing. Yeah. In that. yeah. Uh, Point Hamilton. of No Return was the, uh, um, uh, Bridget Fonda La Femme Nikita. Uh, uh, interpretation the one i wanted to be good was blonde oh atomic blonde atomic blonde yeah, that's the, good. Yeah. i think we all wanted that one to be yeah than it was. they had yeah. an amazing cast really great female-led stuff but the story is just bad so i will land on uh my favorite female fronted it's a little bit of a trick but my favorite female fronted action movie of all time is Mad Max Fury Road. Because I Fury, knew it. Furiosa. <laughs> I knew it. That movie had a secret and no one knew it until it came out. And the secret was, oh, it's this isn't about Max. This is about her. Yeah. yeah. You know, let me tell you about my one of my favorite action stars who happens to also be a woman. It is Mila Jovanovich. 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 Yeah. Excuse me. I've been corrected. Jovanovich, Brian. Jovanovich. Wow. You a bitch. Jovanovich. Jovanovich. Um, anyway. Hey, Jovanovich. Her Resident Evil stuff I love. It's dumb. It's corny and it's terrible, but yeah, she's great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. It's uh, she's, she's just as much the star of 
um, fifth element, uh, Bruce Willis, uh, fifth, fifth, element, element, fifth yeah, element, yeah, yeah. as, yeah. as uh, Willis is. I agree. That's another good answer to the whole buddy cop. Yes, di- yeah. and, you know, it's not you don't think of it that way. Throwback but... kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. Plus, he makes a really good album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but why do you Pretty think? Good. Why do you yeah. think we're so short, short on those these days? I feel like the the genre now is like one guy against everybody, and there's not a lot of like buddy copy things anymore. You know, friendly like we're doing this together. Uh, so. Usually, it's the comedy. It's going to be yeah, the rock. Was, how long ago was the Russell? Speaking of Russell Crowe, the Russell Crowe. Um, oh, nice guys. Uh, nice guys. That was two oh, years yeah. ago, three years ago. Uh, I think it was 2016, 2016. Yeah. Pre-pandemic eight years ago, 2016, ago. uh, Shane Black directed no, speaking really? of Predator. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. It was a while ago. It was a great movie though. Oh, that, like last month. What was that? Such yeah. a, such a cool movie. Shane Black, uh, directed, uh, and wrote and Shane Black was in Predator. So there you go. Dunaway. Enjoy your Predator reference yeah, once again. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. He got killed. I mean, he had the weird glasses in Predator. He was that guy. Um, we, we named Hobbs and Shaw. I don't think that subgenre is completely dead. Oh, good point. And yep. my evidence for that is that there is a John Cena, Jason Momoa movie coming. What? Mm. What's that called? It's, it's called Killer Vacation. Okay. <laughs> that's good, actually. Uh, does yeah. it, though? <laughs> I mean, good job. No, I, no. Good good job. Yeah. Killer intrigues me. Vacation. Killer Vacation. Killer Vacation. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm marking this as a want to know more. Oh, no. This came out already oh no this is a different thing sorry there's another thing called killer vacation it was a vegas vacation it was european vacation that's, <laughs> that's right it's in the it's in national lampoons killer vacation did you yeah. notice if you notice how i don't know if you've seen this before how john cena by himself looks like a badass you put him next to momoa Hello? and he looks kind of like a dork <laughs> Yeah. You know, it looks like a, like a yeah, like a, yeah. like a comedian or something, yeah, or an accountant or something. It's like, yeah, I'll t- I'll take yeah. care of this uh, this year for you before cut off in April. Like, it feels like I, I'm- I think it's because <laughs> you pulled a picture of him smiling. Like, if, <laughs> when he's serious business in yeah. like Peacemaker, yeah. oh my god, he's scary looking. And that yeah. scar Momoa's got over his eye. Oh man, he's a badass. Yeah, I don't care what you do or say. He's going to be fun when he gets old, though. I think. And then oh yeah, as he gets older, he's going to continue to be fun. He already seems he's so chilled out, and you yeah. know, like I feel like he even after. Uh, hey, that's by the way, that's another connection of Mad Max because he was married to Cosby Girl, and she's the mother <laughs> of oh, um, Zoe Kravitz, who is uh, in Mad Max Fury Road. Anyway, no more connections about Mad Max. Uh, that's going to do it for our special one-off uh, about action movies. <laughs> you have to, you have to close with Mad Max. Yeah, awesome. you have to. Yeah. That's the that was the goal today. I didn't tell you guys about it, but that was my plan. Um, anyway, we we really like these little roundtables, and there'll be more in the month of June because we have some other travel coming up, and we want to make sure we fill that void with some content. So uh, mm-hmm. look forward to that, and uh, that'll be coming up in a couple of weeks. But next week, y'all need to be be prepared. Thank you, Porky Pig, to watch Underworld. Okay, put on oh. your underworld underwear. Oh. Get ready, because boy, Kate Beckinsale, all Wash the your tight, underworld. tight leather. You got uh, Bill Nye, not the science guy, but the British oh. actor. He plays a cool ass, old ass vampire. Oh, it's a good, it's good. Martin Sheen or not Martin Sheen? Michael Sheen. He's in it. Oh, you guys don't even know. Has no one seen this? Movie? We don't even know. Has no one <laughs> seen this? I've seen, oh, I've seen Underworld many oh, good. times. Okay, good. I've seen most of them, I believe. And Dunaway, oh, or sorry, Ebbett, this first time? Nope, nope. Seen oh, okay. this, seen it as well. Yep. So everyone's seen this. I'm the only one yep. that's like out of his mind excited about it. 
don't know oh, why. I'm totally still stoked. I'm well, stoked about it though. I love like these so films. many episodes of Film Sack. This is a movie that I think we've seen. But I, I, remember I saw it 20 years ago. I have no idea. I don't remember anything about it. Oh, man, it might, you're in oh, for a treat. Like the, the question of FilmSec is always, uh, did that hold up? And we're going to find out. You're in for a treat. It's Bladeish. Oh, it's good. It's real good. Uh, the sequels, all garbage. Maybe we'll watch them on FilmSec. Hey, I wouldn't say they're all garbage. Uh, Rise of the Lichens. <laughs> you, know, some of the, you know how some garbage is f- plastic and paper and it doesn't stink? Yeah, yeah. That's the garbage that you like. And then <laughs> and then you have the stuff where diapers and food are. That's the other yeah. but so it's all garbage. It's just different garbage. You right. see what I'm saying? So what you're saying is so so anything that was written by Danny McBride <laughs> is gonna be garbage. Oh, saying? I love Danny McBride. Are you kidding? I love Then that why guy. are you saying Underworld Evolution is bad then? What he wrote that? That was written by Danny McBride? No. What are you talking about? Is I'm he- just telling you what Wikipedia says Wikipedia is wrong <laughs> on that front. I usually like. I don't think, I tr- it's, I don't think it's the same. Exactly. It's a different Daniel. Yeah, it's got to be yeah, a different right. one. Yeah. So I was thinking in this one scene. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> but it could be. It, maybe it is him. I doubt. Now, it. I'm now reading. Maybe it is highly oh, for American it. actor comedian. Okay, so it's not. The same. It's not. Yeah, him. It's not, yeah, it's yeah, not the same. Be. This is it's Daniel right. Flynn oh, McBride. Okay. Yeah. Daniel F. Okay. McBride. Yeah. F. McBride. F. McBride. Apparently, um, wrote wrote the video game. Also, the underworld hmm. video game. Oh, okay. Well, get on so, him. To me, it's Matrix a, level of of difference between the first movie and the sequels. That's how it feels to me. Matrix is yeah. a classic. I feel like Underworld is awesome, and then the rest are just. I think I've, like I said, I like Evolution pretty good. If yeah, I remember correctly. It's because yeah. you like Kate Beckinsale's tight leather pants. Come on, speaking and you of, don't. Uh, well, doesn't. By the way, speaking of action movies and Danny McBride, please stop <laughs> sleeping on Pineapple Express. That is oh, one of that's the best movies one. ever. Oh, I thought you were going to yeah. mention the uh, the Alien one. Uh, uh, nope. Prometheus. So. Oh, I love Prometheus. Oh, that's oh, I love Prometheus. I'm a fan. Yeah, I know some people poo poo Prometheus. Not me. Mm-hmm. No, I like mm-hmm. it too. But uh, not Danny the McBride. Yeah, <laughs> got that. Oh, and by the way, uh, a certain lady in there plays Furiosa. She's in there as well. <laughs> See, I did it again. Did it again. Uh, all right. That's going to do it for us. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week with that episode. And uh, we love uh, doing these. So for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy, we'll yes, sir. see you next time. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.